for the ability to minister the, the New Testament, which you give, not being able of ourselves, but being made able ministers of the testimony. Thank you, Father, for the, the, the aids, the gifts, the spirits, the ministers who you have made available to carry this word into the hearts of your people. Father, we, we find grace to cooperate with them, to, to stay in the right posturing in the spirit, Father, for their ministry to flow tonight. Take charge, Lord, of this place. In the name of Jesus, let your thoughts and let your spirit have preeminence in this moment, at this time. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Grace for the enjoyment of your presence, of your spirit, of your word. Release it. Let it flow. Let it flow. Let it flow through and into every, every heart tonight. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We bless your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Praise God. Um, let's have our seats tonight. Uh, are we ready? Um, please just welcome someone. God. Um, I would like to start today to see if we can if we can do a recap of what we learned on Saturday, if it's possible. Praise. Um, amen. We can just try and see if we can recap what what was said. I think there was a there was a build up of of things. Amen. I just want to see if. We still, we still have those things, amen. Anyone can, can help us with that. Don't worry, it's okay. If, even if you don't have everything, just if you have a part of it, it's okay still. Praise God. I, I want to believe someone picked something from Saturday. Praise God. Continued from seeing um, what um, from things that are in the Holy Ghost, because okay. um, we've been looking at um, Romans chapter fourteen. It says, um, "But the kingdom of God is not in meat or in drink, but righteousness mm. is and joy in the Holy Ghost." Yeah. So we we're seeing how um, I believe uh, that 
that those things that are in the Holy Ghost, they are, they are things that can, it says, give us power. Mm. It started from that side, how, how it says, First um, Corinthians chapter 2 says uh, that his speech and his preaching was not with them enticing words of man's wisdom, yeah. but was in demonstration of the spirit, spirit and of power. And then we went to First Thessalonians chapter 1, and then we also saw, sorry, I can't really remember, so I'll just quickly run there. Um, sorry. First uh, Thessalonians chapter 1, it says um, that for our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost and in much assurance. Um, as you know what manner of men we were among you for your sake. So yeah. I believe you, you explained what it means to be powerful and what, what, what it means for a man to be powerful. And then you, you, you said that there are things in the Holy Ghost, righteousness and peace that can make somebody powerful. So those things are things that we can only get from the ministration of the Holy Ghost. And um, just also, just um, Rushford, you said for... Um, sorry, it says, uh, and, and ye became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction um, with joy of the Holy Ghost. So um, I believe that's where you, where you now um, changed uh, into and how we can access the things, the things that are powers in the Holy Ghost, which is righteousness and peace. Um, how we can access those things is uh, only with joy of the Holy Ghost. And, um, and that is... Um, uh, I believe you also majored on, sorry, I'm just summarizing everything yeah, very fast and as quick as possible. Yeah. You also majored on how um, you, were, you were explaining how, um, how, you know, how it's very important. You, I believe it was Isaiah chapter 12, how it's explaining that um, it's with joy that you can draw waters mm -hmm. from the well of salvation. Yeah. Um, and, how, and how, you know, most of the times we, we allow things to steal our joy or um, you, use the, you use the example of being religious and how if you're religious, you might not, you might not be able to access the joy of the Holy Ghost, mm -hmm. um, which will help in helping you access things that are in the Holy Ghost. And that is only through, the, it's through that, you know, joy that you get from the Holy Ghost that you can access things from the wells of salvation. And those things are what we know that are in the Holy Ghost, which is righteousness, mm. peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Um, yeah, that's just, that's just something real. Okay. Yeah. We're giving it to Brian by the Spirit. Is that, that looks like. Okay. Is the man, you have to accept the man too, when it's passed to you. Um, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, I believe Wesley said um, a huge chunk of. Okay. It was a summary. Um, um, you know, we've been talking about the um, kingdom that is in the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Right? Righteousness and peace and joy from Romans 14. And um, I guess maybe one thing I could probably add was I believe you made a clear dis dis distinction between, um, you know, communing or fellowshipping with the Holy Ghost as a, you know, new born again believer and somebody who, um, you know, is actually has the environment of the spirit or the unction, you know, in them. Um, you, 
it's possible for someone who just got born again to, you know, have that overwhelming joy of the Holy Ghost, maybe through prayer or singing, worship. But there is another kind of joy that comes from accessing things that are in the kingdom, right? And I believe you made mention of the fact that, you know, um, the things of the kingdom are given when there's the environment of the spirit of the unction is present. Yes, sir. And um, also just going back to last Wednesday, I remember you, because we're looking at Second Corinthians um, 3, verse 2 to 4, I believe. And um, um, if I can just open that place, actually... Um, yeah, so from from verse 3, um, from verse 4, he says, And such trust we have through Christ to Godward. And also just kind of relating to what Wesley said, you know, he said Christ is Godward. Yeah. And, um, you know, when you, a soul that gains entrance into the kingdom said the first thing that you see in the kingdom are way, is a way, and that way has many ways inside of it. And, um, you know, so there was a way we kind of also related it also to Exodus, you know, the on Mount Sinai, you know, we're talking about how God mounted or came upon the mountain because he wanted to impart ways into the children of Israel. And um, those ways are to be, imparted through demonstration, mm. right? Looking at, um, I believe it was First, first Corinthians, um, again, what Wesley said, you know, where Paul was talking about, um, I came to you not with enticing words of men's wisdom, but through demonstration and power. And that's, you know, the imparting of the kingdom or the giving of the testimony is by demonstration. Mm. And that God, through all those demonstrations on Mount Sinai wanted to impart something to the hearts of the children of Israel. And then even just coming back here to Second Corinthians, um, in, in verse 6, where it says, Who has made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit? For the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. And you were explaining about how the ministration of the letter is the ministration of death, because... The letter, when it was given, you know, um, when it was given unto Moses, it had life in itself because it was coming from God. But then there was a lovely an analogy that you used to describe it, where you said, you know, a man who fishes, when you bring out the fish from water, when the fish is in the water, it's alive. But when you bring it out, although it might flop around for a, a few moments, the moment you give it to somebody else, all that person can do is take it home and preserve it but there's no more life in the fish. So what the law could do was preserve the children of Israel, but it could not minister life or give life to them. And so um, these are just different things. Sorry if it's a bit all over the place, but um, like I think Wesley did a very fantastic job. Okay. So. All right. Praise God. Is there anybody else?
much that could be added because they did a good job. Okay. But I, me, I believe what uh, Sajif has been saying um, since was there, there are some, let's say, terminologies that have been brought to light in the past meetings. I mean, when you start from Hebrews 11, to me, um, what I've, I believe we've been saying is that um, you started mentioning the Shell Holy Ghost and um, what the Holy Ghost is really pregnant with. So um, then you move into peace. Then from the last one, you started talking about joy. Then we thought joy was far off. Then now said to be joy again. We draw. So okay. to, to assess the uh, content, I said to him that you've been making a case for what is in the kingdom and understanding the Holy Ghost so far. And um, reassuring us through Hebrew, um, Hebrews 11 that, yes, there are things we can, you could get, but the Holy Ghost is an important um, essence. And I think that's where it went into the, what separates us from reading with the law. Mm. And so I, I, what I was just trying to add to what they're saying, because I know they said everything was, last meetings you you did a very with the help of the spirit you were able to show us that joy is of the spirit and the starting point is we can't assess anything in God without the help of I think in the previous meeting you were talking about the sweet fellowship also so we can't like you said enjoy the fish or enjoy things of the kingdom having not known the Holy Ghost and I believe the song this season is Rejoice We Shall Draw Waters. So it's, it's the waters that help us, you know, stay alive. And we're, in a way, I feel you've been emphasizing. You said we should be asking, can we be filled more? Can we be filled more? So I believe you are making emphasis for us to not labor, like labor for righteousness without, because you said something the other meeting also that, there's a way God has proposed to give this thing. We yes. can't choose any other way. So you start making, you now start narrowing it to how it is given with joy, you know, by the Holy Ghost. So you also explain the word and um, power, the power of his word. And how you're explaining the word is, it was very interesting because it seemed like you now made emphasis. Some people say it's not about words, but we see that the Holy Ghost demonstrates. So we realize that the, from the previous teaching also that Sina, um, that mountain, is what the ghost is trying to do with us. So there's a way the kingdom is given to us by joy. And the Holy Ghost has to walk on our soul to see these things. And so it's knowing the person. I don't know if I was, I feel I was still wrongly, <laughs> but it's all the whole teaching. You said in Christ there's joy. You said, so the whole teaching so far has been understanding the shell Holy Ghost and what is pregnant with. So I, I, that's what I believe. Thank you. Thank you very much. Praise God. Amen. Anybody want to add to, to it? Okay. Praise God. All right. Okay. Um, okay. You're only bearing the mic. You don't, you don't use it. 
Okay. Um, I would just, I mean, Wesley, Brian, and um, Enya did. They even started from when life is started. So, so they did a, they did a great job. So, but um, I think I would just um, say one thing that when they were talking just came to mind was about like, well, I believe it was from last week Wednesday where we were reading from First Corinthians chapter two where um, Apostle Paul was speaking and he was saying that I came not to you with enticing words of man's wisdom, excellency of spiritual enticing yes. words of man's wisdom. But there's much. But what was declaring was the testimony. Was the testimony. So and uh, you, you made a clear um, emphasis that the way the testimony is declared is by the demonstration of spirit and power. Yes. And that was also when you explained in Exodus when the children of Israel came, and also the way the way where there were trumpets, there were um, tempests, there was thunderings. Was that was actually the demonstration of spirit and power and what the Lord was declaring there was also the testimony and we see that there must be demonstration of spirit and power and that demonstration of spirit and power is also what we're saying that it is not outside of the Holy Ghost it is so that demonstration if we are and just what I've just been saying and from everything they've said is it's there is a life in the spirit and it is a world of his own where and it's by those demonstrations is how they culture us in that life. Yes. And that is the, and without, and you said something again on Saturday about that there is a joy in the Holy Ghost. Yes. And there is, it is that joy of the Holy Ghost that you used to connect the joy yeah. of God. And at every level in the Holy Ghost, in Christ and in God, there are, there are dimensions of joy. Yes. And that without that joy, there is it's we see the journey as burdensome and but it's we keep feeling and that is where we get the joy so and is that joy what actually just is that joy that will actually lay us make us lay down our life without even knowing we're laying down our life yes. that was Ross just ministered to me yes. about that so if without the feeling there is no way we can access that joy that will actually let us lay down our life and count all these things as dung which is what I was just like, wow, that's just, yes. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Okay, let, let's read, um, let's read that first Thessalonians. Let's just praise God. This topic is um, there's something about this thing. Um, is that this is the Holy Spirit is one of the most is the first thing you begin to know or to learn as a Christian when you get born again but somehow he always eludes us in other words there is something within us that has a tendency to carry on outside of him and one thing that surprises me is just is how much men can build when it comes to spiritual things outside of the spirit. And so that's why um, we have to really, really learn the, the, the doctrine, because this is a doctrine. It's actually a doctrine um, of... Um, Part of when you are you're speaking about the doctrine of Christ, praise God, 
before you get to the doctrine of Christ, there is what you call the apostles' doctrine, which the Lord Jesus taught them. He was with them. He taught them, praise God. And he, he prepared them. And that apostle doctrine was the foundation of which the Holy Ghost experience, which he had in Pentecost, was, was built because he, because of the teachings of Jesus, they were able to connect the Pentecost. Praise God. Hallelujah. Remember, that was one of Jesus' key things when he left. He, has built, he had built them by teaching, by teaching, by teaching. And at some point, before he left, he now told them that do not go away, do not depart on, uh, from Jerusalem, right? You should wait until you are endued with what? With power from, can you guys hear me very well? Very, very well, okay. You're endued with power from on high. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. And he said, and you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Now, he didn't say the Holy Ghost is the power you will receive. He said that you will receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. So the purpose of the Holy Ghost coming is for you to receive power, but you can't come into that power except the Holy Ghost comes. Praise God. You see, the, the issue of the Holy Spirit, they began to speak about it right from when John came on the scene. Remember, amen, even John spoke about the Holy Spirit. He said that that's one of the key reasons for Jesus. Right, that I come, I baptize with water, but a comet one who will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and then with fire. So you see, right from the beginning, the, the message of the Holy Ghost, it was very, very clear that the, the, one of the things that Jesus Christ brought to the earth was that thing called the Spirit. The Spirit, amen. In the Spirit in such a way that men can inherit him, men can know him, men can have him. Even when Paul was speaking about the promise to Abraham, Praise God. He, he, he called it the promise of the Spirit. Right? The promise of what? Of the Spirit. In the book of Galatians, he, may, he spoke about the promise of the Spirit. Amen. So he tied in the, the gospel, even the gospel of Christ, as, as the promise of the Spirit. So there's a way you can see that as, okay, promising the Holy Ghost will come. That's also true. But is no more than just the Holy Ghost coming. It's that all of these promises which are in the Holy Ghost that need to be received. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's just go, let's see more of it by God's grace um, through the scriptures. Um, it's very clear to me, I, I strongly believe that in the last days, you know how the Bible says that you will pour out the Spirit? That's one of the prophecies of the last days. Remember in the book of Joel, I said, I will pour out of my Spirit. In the last, I will pour out my spirit. Then when Peter was quoting, he said, I will pour out of my spirit. That was in the book of Acts. Praise God. So it's very, very key that the, the inheritance of the spirit is very important for the end time agenda. And a people who have, not, who have not come into the full inheritance of the spirit will not be able to access God's provision for his people in the end time. Praise the Lord. So, and this kind of message can sound very basic and fundamental, but it has to be that way because we, a lot of us don't know the fundamentals of the Spirit. We, don't, we, know, we know a lot of things. But when it comes to the just life of the Spirit, life of the Spirit, that's the, 
That's the, the layer, the first layer that development should be built upon. But sometimes God can do things differently. He can be like, because maybe if a person, for example, gets born again in an environment where they don't have the access, maybe there aren't people there who are, who are well-versed, versatile in the things of the Spirit to, to minister enough of baptism to them. By through, both through praying, both through laying of hands, through word, through association. All of these things are the means of, of baptizing a, 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 a believer. Praise God. So sometimes, some of, some of us, maybe we got born again in such, such scenario. God will say, okay, no problem. We won't just leave the soul like that. It's okay, let them be learning the word. Let them be learning things. The Lord can still allow things to be learned by the soul. Praise God. But the thing with that is most of those things you learn, they are not, you don't have them spiritually. They are just things you know. And God can permit that. Praise God. And that thing can be deceptive because of what you know. So it's time. And, and also that was one of the things that the Lord really, in Kenneth E. Hagin, after he has ministered for decades of his life, he taught faith. That was his main mandate, teach my people faith. By God's grace, he brought the doctrine of faith. But towards the last, I, I, I began to look for, on YouTube, I began to look for clips of, you know, just before he died, from 2000, 2001, 2002, then 2003. All his, I began to le- listen to most of his last teachings. Almost all his teachings were just, he was just hammering the spirit, the spirit, learn the spirit, know the spirit, know the spirit. He kept warning, he was, he was prophesying a lot about the end times. Right? A lot of times he was prophesying about the end times. And then after all the prophecy, he will resolve it to the spirit. He warned people, don't only know the word, know the spirit, learn the spirit. Praise God. A lot of his meetings towards the end of his life were spirit meetings. Sometimes when he stands to teach, and it happened a lot towards the end of his life. When, as soon as he opens the Bible to teach, he can't teach anymore. The Holy Ghost will just descend. All kinds of things, demonstrations of the Spirit and all of that. So and all, those things were signs. I mean, those kind of men, they, they don't just, <laughs> they have gone to a place with God where things that happen around them, are, they are very, very prophetic. Praise God. <clears throat> um, so so uh, we have to learn the Spirit. And um, I believe, thank God for the privilege for, for the Lord for bringing this emphasis to us by God's grace. Amen. Uh, let's uh, read from that First Thessalonians first. Amen. Amen. Verse 5, First Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 5. It says, for our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost, and in much assurance, as you know what manner of men we were among you for your sake. And ye became followers of God and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with the joy of what? of the Holy Ghost, having received the word in much affliction with the joy of, of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Hallelujah. So it, it, here he's speaking about the, 
they are they are receiving of the word. Right? It was they were receiving the word in a season of affliction. Right? But in that season, the way they were receiving it is with the joy of the Holy Ghost. Now, if they are saying with the joy of the Holy Ghost, now they are not speaking about the joy in the Holy Ghost. Right? They are not speaking about, of course, this word which they are receiving is the word of the word of his grace, right? Which Paul um, spoke about, amen, in the book of Acts chapter 20. That this word of his grace or the word of Christ, amen. You know, in that word, it's also the word of the kingdom. So in that word, there is joy allocation. Right? That word, the joy in the kingdom is the, the joy stature. Is a joy, is a, is a framing of joy. Is a nature, actually. Is a nature, a joyous nature, which when righteousness has advanced in his soul, his soul breaks into that realm. Of a, of a joyous stature. Praise God. Now, that, of course, that, that joyous stature is also a stature of strength. Right? It's a, it's a stature of strength. So when a soul has become strong, right? See, they, they that do know their God, that they shall be strong and they shall do exploits. Praise God. So that place of strength is talking about the stature of strength. But... Now, here, it's not necessarily what they are talking about here. But he is talking about the strength for access. Do you get that? It's, there's a, the strength for what? For access. Strength for access to the world. So a soul can have interaction with the world, but not have access to the world. You can, you can be around season of the world, dispensation of the world, but the soul does not have yet access to the world because access to the world, in fact, you can be in a meeting where there is access to the world in a corporate fashion by the, the access which is given by the, 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 the grace of ministry. Praise God. But there is what you call access that must be ministered to every soul that every word, every word has been unlocked, it doesn't mean that when it lands on the, in the, inside the man, that it will land unlocked. Right? A word that is open, right? when it's received by a soul, it doesn't mean that it will land open within the soul. Praise God. A lot of times, the word doesn't land by, by that way because sometimes the soul does not have the equipment to receive the form of the spiritual flow. You get what I mean? So when the word is coming and it wants to sit in the heart or in the mind of a person, there has to be a reduction process. The Holy Ghost can still do that. And by by mercy and by grace, the Holy Ghost can bring about a a reduction of the word. It will, like something that opens up. And I'm seeing the image of transformers right now. (laughs) Praise God. (laughs) I don't know why that image, why, why Transformers? Why not something else? I'm sorry. Praise God. Well, have you seen Transformers movie? You know what I mean. Praise God. So it means that thing can be a car. Then after a while, just while it's moving, 
sometimes on the, when, while the car is flying on the air, before it lands, what happens? Opens up and it can, can come back again. So that, that transforming thing, the word of God can do that. So that's why as a minister, a minister has to be wise. You have to be smart. You have to know things. You have to know that the same energy and fire that the, the word is coming out, that's not the same fire that souls receive <laughs> the, the thing. Praise God. And sometimes even a minister doesn't understand that thing. The minister can be angry. You can be angry. You can be discouraged. You can, all kinds of things can happen to you. Why? Because you feel that you know that what that fire has done inside you. That fire has, felt, has first purified and dealt with your own heart. So you just assume that everybody's receiving that voltage like you, but it's not, a lot of times it's not true. So sometimes when you see the flock now doing things that are contrary to that, that revelation, you begin to wonder what's going on. Praise God. But we need, we need wisdom to know that souls don't receive. Everyone is receiving. There's a reduction a lot of times according to what the, the heart of the person can take. Praise God. So the, the facility that receives spiritual word is the, is the inward facility of the spirit. There's a, a, an inward facility and preparation of the spirit that the heart has, that makes the heart connect with the, a spiritual word when it is coming. Praise the Lord. There are some th- minds that will only take the scripture of it so we take the scripture and take the examples. But, you know, that infusion of spiritual essence, the impregnation of, of, the, of the soul by grace, the sowing of the gracious seed, the power that's within the world that, that is coming, sometimes that doesn't necessarily happen. Within. It's like the sower, Jesus spoke about it, you know. Jesus was teaching about the, the word of the kingdom, Right? That seed is actually the word of the kingdom. He said that this word of the kingdom, the, the sower goes and he sows the seed. But when he sows the seed, it falls on diverse kinds of, of grounds. So how the seed flourishes is not really dependent on what the power of the seed alone. But it has a lot to do with the, how the ground is. Praise God how the ground is, you see that. So that ground, the preparation of the ground of the heart is actually one of the main reasons for, is the main reason for, you see that, that outer, I call it the outer shell of the spirit. Amen. The outer shell of the spirit, that outward shell of the spirit, which is, is there for the, is there for the word, for the preparation of the ground. Amen. Amen. When you see somebody like John the Baptist, the John the Baptist was a carrier of the shell of the Holy Ghost. That was that was actually what he was he, he was endowed with. He was a right from the womb of his mother. The Bible says he was filled with the Holy Ghost from his mother's womb, right? Now, of course, that feeling is not pouring necessarily the way you feel a believer, right? It's talking about an ex- is, is, a, is, a, is a wearing that he had of the spirit. 
and, and then, of course, it was tuned and developed by the Spirit in the wilderness. Because the wilderness is where you carry out spiritual development. Amen. So when you see John the Baptist, John the Baptist was a Holy Ghost product. It's hard to see it because we said that, oh, he's not in the kingdom. Or he wasn't born again. But the fact that he wasn't born again has nothing to do with it. John the Baptist was more spiritual than most Christians, most people today. He was actually a breed of the spirit. It was, a, it was a, an output of wilderness training and wilderness life. The only thing he knew was the spirit. Imagine a man from a young age just went away from everybody just to go and be learning the spirit every day. So, so John the Baptist was a breed, and it's, it's very clear that no soul can arise without the, the, the investment spirit. That of all men born of a woman, that none had arisen like unto, like unto John. And we, we, we've already seen before how even when the law was in place, praise God, which was the ministration of death, it was in place. We saw that, that there were men who were arising even while the law was still in effect. But, of course, they were not arising by the law. They were arising by faith. And if they are arising by faith, it means they are arising by the Spirit. Praise God. You see why you have prophets like Isaiah. It's very clear. You don't even need someone to even, to even prove to you that Isaiah was not a law. The soul of Isaiah wasn't a, a legalistic soul, Right? That Isaiah, when you read Isaiah, you know that this man was not a product of the law. A law cannot produce this kind of man. The law cannot produce the mind that Jesus Christ has to read to find out who he is. Are you getting me? The the law cannot produce prophetic accuracy of those men, the kind of prophetic accuracy that all those prophets had. The law cannot do that. They were not... Those prophets were not products of the law. That's why when the, the, the pillars of development, they call it the law and the prophet. The prophet is a different caliber of thing from the law. It's not the same. Praise God. The, the, the prophetic, the, when you say the prophets, is actually a, a Holy Ghost, pure Holy Ghost material. Amen. The, 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 when you're reading Isaiah, you're not reading the law. Even though we call them Old Testament, it's not Old Testament. You understand that? Those books of the prophets are not Old Testament. They're actually, they're actually prophetic books that are loaded with, with intensity, a lot of investment and potency of the Spirit, accuracy of the Spirit. Amen. So, and John was such a man. He was a prophet. Say, who do you go to see? He said, a prophet, hear more. More than a prophet. More than a prophet. So that, that was by virtue of the, the, the investment of the Holy Ghost that was upon him. Praise God. So, but, but you see, what they had was the plenty of the shell of the Spirit. Even all of the prophets, Isaiah, all of them. Isaiah, Jeremiah, you see Daniel. Daniel was not a... <laughs> the product of the law. Praise God. Ezekiel was not the product of the law. Right? Those men were all products of the Holy Ghost. Right? 
but they were all products of the shell of the Holy Ghost, not the within of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. So, so you see, all those prophets, they are, they are anything hewn from the shell of the Holy Spirit is a preparatory product, is a, is a product of preparation. Like Isaiah was a preparer. Jeremiah was a, is a preparer. Praise God. Daniel, Ezekiel, they are all preparers. And he culminated in John, right, who was the accurate, the real preparer. He said, who are you? I'm the voice crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way for the Lord, right, to prepare the way for the Lord. Praise God. In the book of Malachi, let's read Malachi. You see chapter, <clears throat> this, the, the prophet spoke about John there. Malachi chapter 3. Amen. Are we, are we ready today? Yes. Malachi chapter 3. He says, you see verse 1, it says, that, Behold, I will... I will send my messenger and he shall prepare the way before me, right? And the Lord whom ye seek shall suddenly come to his temple. Then even the messenger of the covenant whom you delight in, behold, he shall come, said the Lord of hosts. And now begins to go on to talk about his ministry. Amen. Now, so you see this messenger whom he shall prepare. This is actually a prophecy concerning John the Baptist, right? Who... Who's, who is a messenger, but he's a, a type of a messenger. He's a messenger of the, of, the, of the Holy Ghost. Amen. He's a messenger of the Holy Ghost or of the, of the preparatory dimension of the Holy Ghost. He's a messenger of the outward dimension of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. So, but he's a messenger, but he's not a messenger of the covenant. Right? Because the covenant is a property of the within of the Holy Ghost. Do you see that? But he's a messenger of the outward of the, of the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. So, so you see, John, now when he came on the scene, then he was the one who was able to identify who Jesus was. He was able to identify him. He was able to identify his ministry was able to identify what he's coming to do. And when he was speaking about what Jesus is coming to do, he said that one of the things that Jesus is coming to do is that he's coming to do what? Bring to baptize. With what? To baptize with the Holy Ghost and to baptize with, with what? With fire. To baptize with the Holy Ghost and to do what? Baptize with fire. Amen. But John had his own baptism. His own baptism was baptism of water unto repentance. Amen. Now what is the meaning of baptism of water? Water is also spirit. Right? In the scripture language, there are different things that represent spirit. They use fire to represent the spirit. They use oil. They use wine. Something else they use is water. As well, water is also spirit. So the, the water of John is not just the physical water which he used. That was a type and a symbol to speak about the actual water. But the water of John was a kind of water 
it was a water, it was also a water of the spirit. It is the water of the spirit without fire. That's what he was trying to say. That I'm coming to baptize you with water, but one comes who will baptize you with the, the spirit and of fire. Praise God. And you say, oh, maybe he didn't say spirit and water, but it's water. That water is also the spirit. It's spirit. His own water. The water of John is spirit without fire. In other words, it's spirit without sanctification. You see that? It's spirit without what? Or is spirit that cannot consume. Spirit that cannot consume, that cannot change, that cannot transform. You know, fire is a transformer. It transforms things. It breaks down into the, goes into the molecular configuration. It dismantles it. It reduces things. Praise God. And that's the power of Christ. Amen. So, so that word is baptism of water. It's baptism unto repentance. One of the ways you will know that repentance is, all, is one of the main products of the Spirit is when you check the book of Hebrews. Am I correct? Hebrews, if you look at Hebrews chapter 5 and into chapter 6, in chapter, towards the end of chapter 5, he spoke about the difference between the different meals, right? Lamenting that they become need of, have, if now have need of milk, time when they ought to be teachers. They have that one need, teach them again, things which be, right? <laughs> and come to have need of milk and not of strong meat. But strong meat belong to them that are full age, who by reason of use that had their senses exercised to do what? Discern good and evil. Amen. So, and it says, he that is a babe is unskillful in the word of righteousness. Of course, the word of righteousness is the meat of the word. Then chapter 6, verse 1. Now, therefore, leaving the elementary principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us move on to perfection not laying again the foundation of repentance. Are you seeing the first thing they mentioned? Wow. Repentance. So, so anything before that's not part of the principles of Christ, they began to mention them. The first thing he mentioned was repentance from dead works. Are you seeing that? So then he now mentioned repentance from dead works and faith towards God. So, so, you see, repentance from dead works is then, it means that if it's just below the, the doctrine of Christ, it means that it's part of the milk of the word, right? It is the beginning of the milk of the word. That's the first attribute of milk of the word that his soul will experience is repentance of dead works. And so, so that Holy Ghost who rots that repentance from dead works inside the believer who is, who is now born again, right? But who now has the Holy Ghost in him and is now privileged, has the privilege of receiving the first, the beginning of the ministry of the outward dimension of the Holy Spirit. That believer who is experiencing that, um, what he's experiencing is a product from a dimension of the Holy Ghost that was also manifest with, by, with John's ministration. Because it's the same 
dimension part of the Holy Ghost that was walking with John that is at work in a believer who just got born again and has received the Holy Spirit but hasn't come into the doctrine of Christ. You will see the same character. You will see, I'm sure in those people who John gave the baptism of repentance, you will find among them men who have repented from dead works. You find people among them who had faith towards God. They, they mentioned their doctrine of baptisms too. Praise God. Now, you see repentance from dead works, faith towards God. The Lord had to make someone go before Jesus to do that job before Jesus came. Right? Because that job, you don't need Jesus to do it. Out of the program of salvation. In other words, when God looked at where men were before Jesus Christ came into to the earth, men had gotten, where, got, had gotten to a certain point. Right? They had actually fallen into a, a place. It was very, very low. Amen. Amen. Now, you don't need to send Jesus to go and begin to take men from that place. It's not necessary. You just need an Adam. Because that place is lower than Adam. Go and send an Adam to them to raise them up to a certain level. And then Jesus can take over. That's the work of preparation. Praise the Lord. So that what prepare means just go and connect souls to a place where Jesus can meet them. So, so Jesus did not really did not start from scratch. Jesus, the, the way the Holy Ghost did, they didn't make Jesus come and be doing things that could have been done before they came. So they said, okay, you know what, let's time it. Let's send a guy just before him, a few months apart in age, filling with the Holy Ghost. Let him go and be doing the work before Jesus comes to do the job. And, and, I, and I, can almost, I can almost bet you, I know there's the, there was the, there's the, the development of Jesus himself, which was ongoing, Amen. But I, can, I believe maybe one of the reasons why he would have said my time is not yet come is that he's also, he was watching the ministry of John. And he was trying to see how far has John gone with, those, with his own disciples. Because eventually the disciples of John were the ones who became the disciples of Jesus. So all those men, Jesus did not start from scratch. When, after Judas fell, it was from out of John's disciples. If you check the scripture where they were, they were trying to choose somebody, they gave the criteria of who is qualified to, be, to replace those apostles. It must be somebody who has been with them right from when John, from, from, the, from Jordan, when John was baptizing. So it means that it must have been somebody who partook of the baptism of, of John. Praise God. Hallelujah. That was a common thing. When Paul went to Ephesus, he met believers there. Right? When he read, met them there, he asked them, have you heard about the Holy Ghost? Have you been baptized? So we've not been heard. Not heard. So, so it means that now, <laughs> so of course, it's the, at that time it was the Holy Ghost who was moving the word. He was moving the ministration. Right? Paul was moving by the Holy Ghost. So, so the Holy Spirit had to, was going before Paul 
to certain regions to, to do some work, praise God, before Paul will get there. So in, in that Acts chapter 19, Paul asks them, oh, you've not heard, so what baptism have you been baptized into? They say into the baptism of John. So it means the baptism of John is a thing. Yes. And that baptism of John, today, this 2021, there are men now who are still partaking of the baptism of John. There are people who God sent, the Holy Ghost goes before, before belief in Christ comes. Or even some people, before they even get born again, he allows the ministration of those things to get to them. Amen. Amen. I, I, I believe my grandfather was such a person. When he tells the story of how he got you know, his old journey with God, amen. He was a... He, normally, he was supposed to be an heir to the throne of the village. <laughs> right. Amen. It was supposed to be an heir to the throne, not my father's side, my mother's side, to the village. Um, but his own, somehow, I think his own parents, they died. So by, by virtue of their death, um, then other relatives, close relatives, then brought him in. He was very young to stay with them. Okay. Now, of course, he was very young. They couldn't just give him that thing. So somehow, those guys took it. And he was just living in their house. And when he was, and in that house, the house is a serious, back then, <laughs> amen. The place where I come from, on my mom's side, <laughs> where she comes from. So there was no Christianity. I want to imagine the setting. So it was a, a part of Edo State then that no preacher had ever gone. They've never heard gospel. They've never heard anything. So... They were flowing in streams of idolatry, all kinds of, all kinds of, you know what I mean? And so, and they're not, not just a normal household, household that is close to the throne. So, you know, those guys, they are married to their gods and everything. So he was living there and, and, and these are just stories I learned from my mom and, you know, all kinds of things that sometimes, in fact, when, it's time for the, I think they, there was a serpent god they used to worship. When it's time for that god to, to, to do the worship of that god, everybody has to go inside. Rain will fall only in the backyard. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> <It's> not... <laughs> Praise God. It's just rain that the only thing wants to come out and swim, you know. So I'm just going to show you the level of <laughs> the level of things that were going on there, and so that's where he came from. He never heard anything called Jesus, God, nothing like that. All they knew were just just grew up in idolatry. Those were, those were the gods. So because of his own situation, he wasn't really part of that family, even though he grew in that house. So there, there's a way he was he was treated. He didn't feel among. So he always grew. Up, he grew up a kind of a solitary kind of person. And he found comfort in hunting. He became a hunter. 
right from a very young age, he, he would just go into the forest with his gun or whatever, his hunting instrument, and stay there. Well, it's a while in the, in the wild like that. And that then, deep into the forest where there's nobody, you know there's nobody there. He had strange experiences. He didn't know any, they had not preached the gospel to him, he has never met a missionary, nothing. But he had strange experiences that he knew, he knew there was some kind of power interested in him, walking towards him. Some examples that, that he gave and stories he told, I think at one time, he, I think he was trying to kill an animal, and then when he shot, but he didn't know that there were, I think, was it elephants or so, big animals around. So because of his gunshot, those animals just heard it. They began to charge towards him, pulling down trees. He went up, he became unconscious. He didn't know how. When he woke up back to consciousness, he saw that trees had fallen all around him. But the place where he was, where he fell, was intact. He didn't touch him. That's just an example of, of different things. And so, so he knew there was a power, there was something at work towards him. But he didn't know who it was, what it was. But that, that presence was, was dealing with his heart. And it was just, it was a preparation. Now, when I think about it, I now understand what was going on. Because eventually a missionary came to the village. Praise God. And when the missionaries came, and as soon as they began to speak and mention Jesus, he said, that is the person. He knew. How did he know? That spirit, the preparation had been done already in his heart. As soon as he heard it, he knew that this is the this is the God that has been. This is the man. Amen. Is that how he became a minister of the gospel? Amen. And he he joined forces with the missionaries and began to deal with deal with the deal with the village. Praise God. And the, the village never remained the same. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's just an example. And there are different examples, things like that, that that occurs, that has occurred. So that operation of, the, of preparation of the spirit, you see some souls are like that, that before they, before they came into contact with Christ, there was already something that went before them. Right, that preparatory spirit is the, is the Holy Ghost. It's the same kind of spirit that captured Isaiah. You know, no one went to preach to Isaiah. In the year that King Uzziah died, Isaiah saw the Lord high and lifted up. He fell into a vision. The praise God, that same spirit of preparation came upon him. Amen. Touched his tongue and made him into a prophet. It wrought the prophetic mantle on him. Amen. You know, mantle is not just cloth. Mantle is a, is a, is a work of the Holy Ghost. So mantle is not a cloth, although you can, he manifested with cloth, but not anybody, you'll be foolish to think you can just go and carry the cloth of Elijah and wear it and things will be happening. Are you getting me? It won't, it won't, it can't happen. 
Even before Elijah transferred it to Elisha, he had to tell him, come. He had to follow him for a while. In other words, come and be around it so that the ghost of the mantle can shape things in you and make you compatible to carry that, to carry that thing. Are you getting me? Amen. Praise the Lord. So, so you see that this thing we are calling the shell of the spirit, the outward shell of the spirit, that shell is, is powerful. Not in the sense of the power of Christ, but in the sense of its, the, its capacity of intervention and, and how, how it rots things. Like they call it the finger of God. Praise the Lord. It's God's finger. Amen. So, and that theme was walk upon souls. Maybe not, not the way it happened to John externally, going to the wilderness and all that. But our own should even be greater. That's the reason for you being filled with the Holy Spirit. You speaking in tongues is an introduction to that spirit, the spirit of preparation, to prepare the heart and make the heart ready, ready for Christ. Praise the Lord. I will bless, I will bless today. Amen. So, so John baptized with water. But he said, there cometh one who will baptize you with, with who? With the Holy Ghost and with, and with fire. With the Holy Ghost. And I will baptize you with the Holy Ghost, praise God, that is carrying a fairy ministry. The, that fairy ministry, if you, if you relate it to that Malachi chapter 4, let's read that, that ministry in Malachi chapter 4. So that Malachi 4 was just showing as well the difference between, between John and Jesus, right? Chapter 3, sorry. Malachi chapter 3. He said, Behold, I will, I will send my messenger and he shall prepare the way before me. Then, so that's just the end of his work. He's just prepared the way. It's for, for someone who has another work to do. A more intricate and a more detailed work to do. So, but that preparation of the way is very key. You see that and is very key. If the way is not prepared, that colon and will not occur. If the way is not prepared, the way into a heart, Praise God. If the way into a heart, now, this way is not the ways of God. You understand that? Right? There's what you call the ways of God, which is the ways which Christ is coming to lay within a soul. It's coming to lay another way within a soul. That's not what this thing is speaking about. What this one is speaking about is not the ways of God. It's the way into a heart. It's not the same thing. It's not the same as I'm the way, the truth, and the life. That's a different thing. That's talking about him being an embodiment of the way to God. That's who Christ is. But, but John the Baptist was a preparer of the way into the hearts of men. That was his ministry. Prepare the way into the hearts of men because that, there is a messenger of the covenant. Amen. Who needs to use that way? And if that way is not prepared, it's the way of the Holy Ghost. The way which John, actually, the ministry of John prepares is also is the way of who? Of the Holy Ghost.
Amen. Do you understand my language? Let me, I feel like I need to pause here to explain a bit more. So when I say the way of the Holy Ghost, I'm not saying that it's the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Do you get that? The person who baptizes you with the Holy Ghost is Jesus. He's the baptizer, the one who baptizes with the Holy Ghost. But there is the way which the, the Holy Ghost can craft within his soul. Praise God. When you are baptized with the Holy Ghost, there's a continuation. That the Holy Ghost they baptize you with continues preparing, continues the, the operation of that way. Because a lot of times, sometimes when you get born again, amen, amen. When you get born again for us now in our dispensation, the order is when you get born again, the Holy Ghost comes inside you. He has to do that job. Are you getting me? The same job which the Spirit upon John was doing. Are you getting me? There is no need for you to be like Peter, John, and Co., and some of the other disciples of John who had to have a way created before they got born again. Because at that time, when that way was being created, it was the doing of a work which you don't need to be born again for that work to happen. But a man who is, has the mantle of the Holy Spirit can prepare that way in your heart. So that when the, the, it's time for your spirit man to become alive and to, for you to receive the Holy Ghost, you won't waste time at all. You can go very, very quickly. That was how the book of Acts unfolded. Are you getting me? That as soon as the Holy Ghost came on Pentecost, Acts chapter 2, just right there, right there, as soon as he came, at that time, it's as if, where did Peter learn how to preach? Where did, do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? It's not normal. Like, you just take a believer who hasn't dealt with God before and then just fill them with the Holy Ghost. They will speak in tongues and that will be the end of it, most likely. They can't preach like that. They can't say those things that Peter said. Do you understand? So, but those men, because of God had to, Jesus had to make sure that by the time they get filled with the Spirit, they are already ready to shoulder the church. That they have some development. So it was more of Holy Ghost meeting a development that was already in them. Do you see that? What was already in them was a lot of things, though. A lot. It was what the preparation of John now combined with the three and a half year work of Jesus, which Jesus did on the inside of them. <laughs> you know, some, some silly guys just say, ah, well, we, well, we didn't Peter. As soon as he got filled with the Holy Ghost, he was preaching, he won 3,000 souls. And they feel like you should be able to do that. So that's, why, that's why we send... People who just got born again, foolishness. We send them to mission field and all kinds. But those men, it wasn't just soul from the world. There was, there was preparation. Preparation was, was already in their hearts. So, so we have to, the Lord has to give us sight to cite this preparation. You know why we have to see it? Because 
the fact that you got born again and then God filled with the Holy Ghost right away, it doesn't exempt you from this preparation. If this way is not prepared in your heart, there will be problems when the messenger of the covenant is coming. He will have issues. He will find that his, his way, his character, his, you are not compatible with spiritual method of receiving things. Do you see how easily those men were flowing in the spirit? Those disciples, just very easily flowing, flowing in the spirit. It's because of that way in them. That's why when all the other Christians who got born again were running away from Paul, when Paul showed up with his gospel, it's because of preparation. That's why they were able to bring him closer. That's why they were able to give him the right hand of fellowship. It takes a men who are prepared to, to see Christ, to identify Christ, and not get offended at Christ. One of the signs that you are not well prepared is when you are, you are struggling. You know, some souls struggle with offense every day. Every day. That, that as the spiritual standard of Christ is coming, he's, you know, Christ has his spiritual server. There's a way Christ, there's a way Christ is. Christ, Christ always tangent, hyper spirit. Hyper. He doesn't give chance to manage him. And with your own thing, and you know that kind of, and we like that kind of operation, right? You are still in control. You just <laughs> praise God. You you tell the Christ in you the time when He has the manifestation, oh. and when He's done, he's done <laughs> when He's done manifesting, you like a dog that you put on a leash. You we like that kind of operation, but but you know, say that there's something about Christ's gospel that doesn't always like. He's, he's always. He has always has something to say about everything about your life. It's like a, a genie out of a bottle. He wants to feel everything. That's his thing. Feel it all in all. Christ, feel it all things. He doesn't, because of the that, that's, that spirit of Christ that is actually the spirit of a dominion. Yeah. It's the spirit of a domineering force, a domineering entity. Christ is who the throne sends to bring their dominion. Christ is actually the warring power of God. Christ is the wrestling arm of God to wrestle into submission. Everything. Remember that song, bringing everything into the obedience, right? That was, that, was, that was Paul's scripture. Bringing every thought. So the weapon of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imagination, every high thing that exalted itself against the, the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought. That's the nature of Christ. Every thought you are thinking outside Christ Christ is coming. He wants to take that thought captive. Christ's nature doesn't allow roaming thoughts around in your mind. Oh, you think about this, think about that, think of, consider, okay, what about it? <laughs> this perspective? There's another perspective about this matter. 
It doesn't like have. It doesn't like perspectives. It wants to bring every thought into what obedience. Christ. That's why he offends. It's a rock of offense. So, so are you seeing why such a thing? How can a man receive such a thing if a way has not been prepared in the heart? Anybody who thinks they can somehow arrive, own, have Christ without following the way of the Spirit, you can't. You, you discover that you are worrying every day. You are fighting. There's always something. That's not, there's an incompatibility somewhere. There's a, there's a wrestling because, because Christ is, is a spiritual product. Right? They call him, the word Christos, Christ means the anointed one. The anointed the anointed one means the one with spirit. The one carrying spirit. He's, he's, he's hewn out of spirit. He's a spirit product. Amen. Everything in him is spiritual. So there must be, the heart must have been prepared to be compatible with the way of the spirit. The life of the spirit. The things of the spirit. The heart must have been con- must have cons- cons- fully resigned, just fully, to the things of the Spirit. Flow, Spirit. Praise the Lord. So in this Malachi, you see, so I was saying here that the, the, the preparation of the way is very key, right? Now you see that when the way is prepared, he said that he shall prepare the way before me, and, and the Lord whom ye seek, shall suddenly come into his temple. Then even the messenger of the covenant, whom you delight in, behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. Praise God. And verse 2, he says, But who may abide the day of his coming? And who shall stand where he, when he appeareth? For he is like a refiner's fire, and like a fuller's soap. And he shall sit as a refiner, and purifier of silver, and he shall purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver, that they may offer unto the Lord and what an offering in an offering in righteousness. Praise God that they may offer unto the Lord an an offering, an offering in righteousness. Amen. Amen. So you're seeing this, so you're not, you're not seeing they are describing the ministry of the baptism of fire. Right? That's what they are describing here in Malachi chapter 3 is the ministry of the baptism of what? Of fire. So when it says he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. He will, the word baptize, he will immerse you. He will immerse you. He will first immerse you in the Holy Ghost and then immerse you in fire. Amen. No soul will be, can, can be immersed in fire that has not first been immersed in the Holy Ghost. When Jesus was leaving, in Matthew 28, mm-hmm. praise God, when he spoke about the names that we should be baptized in, right? Say, go into the world and preach. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and of course in the name of what? 
Now, of course, we know that order was reversed. That first, you have to be immersed. What baptism means to be immersed. So they have to immerse every soul in the name of the Holy Ghost. Then immerse you into the name of the Son. Praise God. And then immerse you into the name of the Word, into the name of, of the Father. Amen. Amen. Say immerse. Immerse. How many of us are interested in being immersed into the Holy Ghost? Being immersed. I love that word. Immersed. Baptized. Baptized. We use the word baptism of the Holy Ghost too early. There are a lot of souls who are not yet baptized in the Holy Ghost who we say they are baptized. Right? What has happened is that they are filled with the Holy Ghost. You understand that? They feel them. So if their soul is if their soul is this big in terms of their spiritual capacity, let's say it's this big. Amen. This is the capacity they can take when they just get born again. Some of us are just like this. That same one, you can feel it. I say, ah, this is filled. And when once that feeling happens, you see tongues and everything. Wow. Eruption of tongues. But you can be deceived and think that that thing is baptism. That you are baptized. It's not baptism. It's filled. They need to, when, when that, that soul is filled with the Holy Ghost and he exercises himself praying in the spirit and fellowshipping with the spirit, the Holy Ghost begins to, to create more space on the inside. After a while, that tiny vessel becomes maybe like this. Then when it becomes like this, that level of feeling is no longer enough. They have to feel again. That's why I say do not be drunk with wine, but be, be continuously filled with the spirit. Because every level of spirit, when it, you exercise it, it expounds you for more capacity of spirit. And you're supposed to come again and feel again. And feel again. And, at, and you're expanding, you're expanding. Praise God. The point of baptism, real baptism, is when you see that measure of the ghost, which they've designed that. When, the, when a soul has inherited this measure, a way is prepared. That's a measure. It's a measure of the ghost. It's not that tiny feeling you had when you got born again. It's a measure of the spirit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
Shatali Adabasha Tavagadosa Pranagatali Adadadose Elebragadadadadoso Prata Badabasha Tagadagadagadose Elepratali Adabazatevenecatali Adadosa Padadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadadad
Father, we thank you. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Glory to you, Jesus. Glory to you, Jesus. Glory to you, Jesus. Glory to you, Jesus. Oh, thank you. Oh, we drink. We drink, Lord. We drink, Lord. We drink, Lord. Oh, Maranabashte Barielo Segabaha. Marietosian Deliaraba. El Mariaraba Sushendelia. El Mariaraba Sienebosa. El Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Ara niel de de mosiel ay miel on fire na ilesiay ni melay ay yalom yel ma yalom.
Thank you. <laughs> Spirit. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Oh, 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 thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, 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 glory. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. 
Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Almanos de Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Ah. Aha. Praise God. Glory to Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Okay. Okay, let's let's continue. Amen. <coughs> Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Who may who may abide the day of his coming. That's verse 2 of Malachi chapter 3. Says, who may abide the day of his coming and who shall stand? Who shall stand when he appeareth? For he, he is like a refiner's fire and 
and like fuller's soap, and shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver, and he shall purify the sons of Levi, and purge them as gold and silver, that they may offer unto the Lord an, an offering in righteousness, and then shall the offering of Judah and Jerusalem be pleasant unto the Lord, and as in the the days of old and as in in the former years. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. They will offer unto him an offering. They will offer unto him an offering, an offering, an offering in righteousness. Praise God. They offer unto him an offering in, in what? In righteousness. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So, of course, for this messenger who will do these things, for him to come, he, the way has to be prepared, praise God. And we say that that way that's being prepared is the way of the spirit within the heart of a soul. It's the way which the Holy Ghost prepares within the heart of every soul. That way has to be prepared. That way, the way of the Spirit in the heart is the way that Christ walks upon when he is coming into the heart. He walks upon that way when he comes when a heart that doesn't have the preparation of the spirit is a heart is a heart whose door is closed to Christ. The heart that doesn't have the word, the preparation of the spirit is a heart whose word door is closed. That, that it, the way, the spiritual way has not been created within the heart for Christ or the, 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 this, the, the doctrine of Christ, the word of Christ, cannot travel into a heart that has not had a preparation of what? Of the Spirit. Praise the Lord. So that's why that first Thessalonian was saying that they received the word, the word with what? The joy of the Spirit. Even though they were, in, they were experiencing their difficulties and afflictions. Amen. And we saw in First Peter chapter 2, where he was speaking about the trying of, of their faith. Now, in that First Peter chapter 1, sorry, when he was speaking about that, he was also speaking about this operation of the messenger of the covenant. So he was, he was pushing it further. He was, showing, he was showing the operation of how the prepared way interact with the ministry of the refiner when he's refining in the heart of a person. Amen. That there's a way the, the, the there's a way the <coughs> praise the Lord. There's a way that the the ministry of a prepared heart, there's a way a prepared heart responds to the ministry of the messenger of the covenant. Amen. In, let's go to that first Peter chapter. Amen. 
First Peter chapter one. In verse, let's read from verse 4, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that faded not away, reserved in heaven for you, praise God, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last times, wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations. Amen. So he said, if need be, for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptations. And the purpose of that heaviness is for the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, that though it be tried with what? Fire might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearance of what? Of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. So that the trying of your faith, even though it's tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearance of Jesus Christ. Now, of course, it being tried with fire, it's the same dealing that this messenger of the covenant is coming to bring because he will sit as a refiner and it will purify the sons of Levi with, with fire. Am I correct? So with fire, he will, this trial will be ongoing. Amen. Now, what makes these trials, this season of trial of faith, actually profitable? Is there is something necessary in the heart that if it's not there, and you subject it so into this kind of season of trial. They may suffer things, but it doesn't necessarily mean that this thing, that it will be, they will be found unto praise, honor, and glory. Amen? They can suffer things, but it doesn't mean that they will be, it will be found unto praise, honor. It doesn't mean that this trying will be well accomplished. Right? Because if, you see, that way, the preparation of the way, is not a way that just ends maybe to the door. And then that way, once the door gets there, the way ends, no. It's actually, it's actually the way of the, it's actually the way, it's a preparation that is necessary at every point in the ministry, praise God, of, in the ministering of spiritual things to the soul. That if that way shuts down, as, let's say you know the way sometimes they will tie a road to a point, where we come from, some things like that happen. Amen. Praise God. We enjoy good road to a point. And then what happened? Another kind of road we take over. Praise God. But this is not that kind of road. Amen. It is, this, one is, this road has the road of your, the spiritual preparation should be tied to the end. It should be tied to the... To, you know, what that means is that when Jesus is walking, you know that minister of the covenant is, is walking, is walking. As he's, 
as it's progressing into the soul. It shouldn't get to a point where the road stops. It means the, the road that is laid, the road of the spirit, that the preparation of the spirit. Amen. That's the, that's the necessity of being full of the, of the Holy Ghost. The reason for that fullness, preparation, laboring in your soul to inherit the fullness of the Holy Ghost. Amen. It's because all of those feelings, those measure of fullness are necessary for the work of the messenger of the covenant. Things that he needs to do, that he needs a preparation of spirit within the heart to accomplish. So, if a soul, a soul that doesn't have the preparation of the spirit fully, and then they get to this point where the faith being tried unto praise, when the trial for maybe honor is time for to come, they might not have enough deposit of spirit to carry such a season of trials. It's from that place offense arises. Offense come. That's where men get offended at Christ. That's where souls stumble, according to First Peter. I see nothing called the preparation of the spirit. If you don't have enough preparation of the spirit, the world will grow to a level you start offending you. You start getting, it will start wearing you out. You start getting weary of it. You start getting tired of it. Praise God because of the kind of trial that the world is bringing. Amen. So the attitude is, verse 8, the evidence of a preparation of a soul, right, is that even though the soul has not seen, whom having not seen, that word having not seen here means that because the, the, it's to be found unto praise, honor, and glory, right, at the appearing of Jesus Christ. That word appearing of Jesus means when the work is done. Praise God. When the work is done, that's the time of the, this time of appearing of Jesus Christ. Praise God. Now, so when he says having not seen means the season before that time of approval. means until you get to that place, you should love him in whom though now ye see him not yet believing. Praise God. Yet believing. You rejoice with what? Joy unspeakable and what? Full of glory. You rejoice with joy unspeakable and what? And full of glory. Joy unspeakable, full of glory. Amen. So this joy unspeakable, full of glory is the attitude of a, of a heart when the word, the, the word and the dealings of Christ is coming to his soul. What it should be provoking is joy unspeakable, full of glory, while you are expecting the appearance of the Lord. Joy unspeakable, full of glory. Now, joy unspeakable, full of glory, you cannot manufacture it. You cannot act it up. You cannot, I'm going to be joyous now. Be, be you know, this word, I will, I will enjoy this word. Praise God. 
Amen. Amen. As you are saying, I will enjoy this word. You have to tell me we are not enjoying it. <laughs> we are not enjoying it. Means that to enjoy the, this kind of word is a facility. Something must be inside of you. A, a man, a natural mind, cannot enjoy this kind of word. He doesn't enjoy the word of Christ. When he's coming to that to that soul, the soul will be feeling the weight, the heaviness, the burden of it, and it can weigh down a soul that doesn't have the preparation of the spirit for this dimension of the word. Praise God. So, you see, that facility is, the, is a facility, the same kind of thing that James was speaking about when he said, count it all joy when you fall into divers. Let's see it. The book of James, very quickly. Thank you, Father. Praise God. James chapter 1 says, James is servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad. Greeting. Say, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have a perfect work that you may become, you may be perfect and entire wanting nothing, and if you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that give it to all men liberally and upbraided not, and it shall be given him. And let him ask in faith, not wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For not, let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. Right? A double-minded man is what? It's unstable in all his ways. Praise the Lord. Now, so you see here, he's speaking about you, your ability to count things joy, praise God, when you fall into diverse temptations. So this kind of ability to count things joy is not an ordinary thing, praise God. Um, to be able to do this, <clears throat> um, it says, if you lack wisdom, this wisdom which He's speaking about here is an operation. It's, a, it's actually a, a gift from the Spirit. Amen. The wisdom, I mean, why will it go from talking about counting all joy to now begin to say if you lack wisdom? The wisdom here is the, wis, the, the wisdom that is in operation, right, for this spiritual activity that's ongoing here. Amen. Now, wisdom... Let me say the spirit of wisdom. Wisdom is the, is the first manifestation of the, of the, is the first manifestation of the presence of the, of the work or the ministry of the spirit in this arena when they are trying the faith of a soul. Praise God. When they are what? Trying the faith of a person. There's wisdom is the first manifestation that that trial, that season you are going through, 
that you are, on, you, are, you are going through it by the energy of the Spirit. Amen. And this is one thing that is interesting now. This word, this word of the meat of the word, there's a way it operates. Is that it has a tendency to provoke certain things. That's why when you say trials, the word, of, word trial means to try. Am I correct? Now, if there's a guarantee that what you want to try will always pass, is it a trial? Do you understand that? That if there's a guarantee that you will pass, it's not a trial. Trial means, trial is, is, an, is, this thing, is an aspect that this word unlocks. When it's coming, you, and when the season of this word comes around a certain time, a certain, praise God, in, you know, the way, what's the language that he used in First Peter? Amen. For a season, right? Can you, can you tell me what's that, the language that he used? Amen. Well, for a season. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Praise God, wherein you greatly rejoice, chapter 1, verse 6, though for a season, if, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptation. So that word is a, this temptation is, there are temptations that come in a, with a season. When a need for it is created, what awakens the need for this temptation is this word. Is this word, praise God, is the word of the kingdom. Praise God. The word of the kingdom brings season that comes with trials. Amen. Now, those trials come when this word opens up. Now, but there's no guarantee that every soul that the trial comes to has the inward ability to handle that season or that kind of trial. Amen. Now, the sign that so some, some souls can handle the season of trial well. Some souls might not handle it well. Praise God. Of course, what makes you handle it well is the, how prepared spiritually you are. to it. If, you, if the word is coming, it's bringing situations around you, and you cannot muster up a spiritual reaction to what the word is creating around you, it might not be very, very good situation. You will be getting some pushback. Something is going on right here. You might, the, it will be hard for the soul to really endure that kind of process. A lot of sometimes it, it, will, it can weary the soul, right, and weigh the soul down. Some souls don't survive it. Some souls fall away. Some souls fall back. Are you getting what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So, but this thing called wisdom, praise God, is is wisdom is the first thing. That's when, when um, Paul was praying for the Ephesian church. He said, I pray for you that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, will grant unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Of course, that church was a church that has done very well with where the, uh, the ministry of that external part of the Holy Spirit that was manifest in their love for all the saints, praise the Lord, and faith in the Lord Jesus, praise God. Now, but the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of wisdom is the, 
manifestation, amen, that the, that the season which the world is opening in your soul, that you're having a spiritual reaction to it. Praise God. Now, what is the spirit of wisdom? The spirit of wisdom is the spirit that is the spirit that unlocks the understanding of in that word. Praise God. The spirit that does what? Unlocks the understanding. So it works with the spirit of wisdom and the, uh, you call it spirit of wisdom and revelation. It's also spirit of wisdom and what? And understanding. Amen. Now, that spirit of wisdom and understanding, wisdom and revelation, wisdom and revelation, wisdom and understanding, if those spirits are not in operation within the heart, that is a sign that the spirit, the, the, and you are engaging with the word of righteousness. Are you getting me? Someone who is engaging with the word of righteousness and in your heart, you are not experiencing the dealings of the spirit of wisdom. Of course, wisdom and understanding, they are a pair. They usually operate together. But wisdom is the principal thing. Praise God. That first thing, the principal thing, is the wisdom is how you know. This is how you know that, okay, we are in this thing. We are actually in this. You know, we are operating. I'm operating rightly. Things are actually working. Praise the Lord. It's the spirit of what? Of wisdom. That spirit of wisdom manifests by the, the, the unlocking. That's the first way it manifests. It's, by, it's the opening up of the word. The opening up, I can maybe I should use the word. Actually, the opening up of the scriptures. That's the best word I can use. The opening up of what? Of the scriptures. Amen. So we've spoken about the important for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We said that now we are now pushing it now into the season of Christ for a soul. Are you getting me? Why? And it's important to know for you to begin to be to tell. Okay, am I filled? Do I have enough feeling? Do I have enough Holy Ghost? Do I have? I speak in tongues. Okay, how do I know if my Holy Ghost is enough? Are you getting what I'm saying? I speak in tongues. So. How, how do I know if there's enough preparation in my heart in the cause of the word of righteousness? Amen. It's very possible that that Hebrew church that became dull of hearing, it's very possible that they didn't have enough preparation. Some of them did not have enough preparation. Praise God. Of that of that Holy Ghost. Are you getting me? <clears throat> now, like I said, so the sign of the Holy Spirit that you have preparation of the Spirit in your heart is that when the season of the Word of Christ comes, there is there, you begin to experience dealings of the Spirit of wisdom. Spirit of wisdom is the Spirit that opens up the revelation of Christ. Are you getting me? I'm not talking about just the one you hear when you come to message, to a meeting, listening to a message. Thank God for that. God is blessing us with that. 
I'm talking about the one inside you. That one that is inside you. That one inside you. The word of Christ opening up on the inside of your heart. The spiritual experience of wisdom. Right? Wisdom is, the, is that which reaches out into the unseen and fetches understanding. The bringer of revelation. I'm talking mainly now, I'm talking scriptural revelation. You understand what I mean? I'm talking about scriptural revelation. I mean the operation of the spirit within the heart to unlock scriptural revelation and bring out scriptural revelation on the inside of your heart. Do you understand me? If you are not experiencing that, it's highly likely, I mean with the level of exposure that you have with the word of righteousness, it's very, very likely that there's an issue with the preparation of the spirit. Now, are you understanding? you get what I'm saying? That's a, a very, very key marker. Praise God. That there's, a, that there's an issue with what? The preparation of the spirit. So it's possible that you are, you are handling the word, but you are, not, you are not yielding enough. You are not drinking enough of the spirit. Praise the Lord. The, the, you're not what? Drinking enough of the spirit. You'll find out that if you drink, the, as you begin, to, you begin to take time to now, okay, let me sow into this thing. And begin to fellowship with the spirit. And begin to drink the spirit. And begin to drink the spirit. And drink the spirit. You now begin to see that after a while, your spirit level can catch up with the level of the word that is inside you. And there will be an activation of the spirit of wisdom. And that word begins to speak. It begins to operate. begins to operate the scriptures. Are you getting me? Does that make sense? You see, in the book of Isaiah, praise God, that will bring forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and the branch shall grow out of his root, and you see the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Now, that word, I will bring forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse and then branch out of his roots. That rod actually means a, a man, a soul that has been, it's not just anybody that, oh, Jesse gave birth to somebody. Right? How many sons did Jesse have? How many men, children did they, check his lineage. He had many, 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 many men came out of him. But none of those men were rods. Right? When you say I will be a rod, he's talking about a particular man. That after Jesse will give birth to David, David has Solomon and all, they began to, to give birth. Men were coming, but none of them counted as a rod in the spirit. But then there was one man that, that would come out suddenly that this man counts as a rod in the spirit. And you saw the idea of the rod. We, we spoke about that before. That who is a rod? A rod is a... Is a, is a is a, is a, is an, um, <clears throat> praise God, is an, is a product of the outward of the spirit. 
Are you getting me? It's the it's Holy Ghost that has touched the, the earth. Holy Ghost that has touched what? The earth. Like the finger of God we saw. But this time, that rod now is not just a finger or an act. The rod is a person, a man. So that rod that will come means a Holy Ghost man. Do you understand me? It means a Holy Ghost man that I will bring a ghost man out of the stem of JC. That, and that man was Jesus. Are you getting me? His inheritance of what? The spirit. Then such a man then the spirit of the Lord will rest upon him. Do you see that? The spirit of the Lord will not rest on any Jesse's son, just anyone. My great-grandfather is Jesse. Okay, pass. You don't qualify. Why? Because you don't have the, that, are you getting what I'm saying? That framing of the spirit. is such a person that, when, when you see such a soul, then you see the spirit of the Lord will now. That word rest means, oh, we can rest here. We can rest. See, he will rest. It not, it won't patch upon him and go. He will rest. Do you understand that? So the, the Holy Spirit, you can only rest upon a rod. Like means a spirit-crafted entity. You see that? That was a sign of the dove coming upon Jesus when he came out of, you know that, coming out of Jordan? Then that was the culmination of the pouring, full pouring of the Spirit upon Jesus Christ. Am I correct? Then the Bible says, if you read there, you know, you know John was also, like, he was also a reader. He, he knew Spirit. So it has already been revealed to him. He said that the one who told me to baptize, he said when he sent me to baptize, he told me that one day something will happen. That one day when you baptize somebody, you will see the spirit rest on him like a dove. Amen. In that, in that statement, there's a lot of things in that statement. Of course, what John saw was not a dove. No dove rested on Jesus that day. I mean, no, no bird dove rested upon him. Check the Bible. It doesn't say that. The Bible didn't say now a dove came and rest on Jesus. No. There was no dove there. <laughs> Do you understand me? There was no dove there at all in that thing. He said, what John said, he said, whom you see the spirit that rests. So what rested on Jesus was the spirit. But the way, the metaphor that the Holy Ghost used to describe it, that the way it will rest on him is like a dove. Means it, and John himself knows he, he was carrying spirit. He knows the way spirit rests on him. He himself knows that this is not, it's not a dove-like resting. There's a, a way he has spirit, but it's not like that kind of a, of a resting of the spirit. So the word, like when he said it, if he rests on him like a dove, is, a dove is an animal who, is, a dove means a, a peaceful animal. Like it's extremely tranquil and peaceful. And if a dove rests here and, and there's a, a little shaking, it can't stay. It goes away. Praise God. So that word, resting like a dove, means that a soul that the spirit finds full 
praise God. I know that that dove on Jesus Christ, I don't think that just means just without being filled with the Spirit. I don't think that's what that thing was. I'm talking, I believe that that dove, because that was a sign of his, his entrance into ministry, right? It was from that experience, then he went into the wilderness, see that? Then came out. Then I went to the temple and said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. In Luke chapter 4, for he has anointed me to preach. Are you seeing that? So that was not a sign of just being filled with the Spirit for Jesus. That was a sign of that Spirit of the Lord, the fulfillment of Isaiah. Of, because the, the dove, when you look at the dove, it's almost like a menorah when it spreads out its wings. It's almost like the candy. When you, if you really look at it, that's the way the Holy Ghost was showing it to me, that when you see the dove like that, it's almost like the menorah. So that was actually a sign of the Spirit of the Lord upon Jesus because of his spiritual nature. So, so when, what we need you know, for, to flourish in the, in the word of Christ and in the, the season of, of word of righteousness, is you need a prepared vessel that that spirit of the Lord can rest upon. Once the, that spirit of the Lord comes and is able to rest with you, have an abode with you, then you see his, his spirits begin to open up. Wisdom, revelation, counsel, mind, knowledge, and of the fear of the Lord. Praise the Lord. So you see that, that resting is also the, it also means abode, right? That unction which you have received of him, which abided in you. Is the, the, the dove was the sign of the abiding unction, the unction that rests, the unction that stays. But for the unction to rest and the unction to stay, there has to be a preparation of the spirit. So that war has to be fought by us to make your vessel a what? a spiritual vessel. We all have to become vessels of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. 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 For the life of the spirit is a non-negotiable one. For to journey in this path, this is the starting point where the spirit has to come and be your abode. It has to be your abode. It has to rest. It has to rest. 
It has to come and rest. It has to come and rest. Enough of it coming and going. It has to stay. It is has to stay. For nothing else would stay. For this is the foundation of the foundation of Christ. And this is the foundation of the foundation of God. Yes. This has to rest. For my judgment will not rest without the presence of my spirit. For the presence of my spirit has to be there. It has to rest. It has to rest. It has to stay. It has to stay. For my judgment cannot be shaky. My judgment is not shaky. It has to rest. The foundation has to be sure. The spirit has to rest. It's a non-negotiable one. Constancy. This is your abode. This, the spirit needs to abide. The spirit has come to abide. I am bringing you to the realm of abode. Just plug in and take. Just plug in and the spirit will take over. Just plug in and the spirit will take over. Just plug in. No matter how tiny and how small you can give. Just yield that little, for I am taking over, says the Spirit of the Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Let's just begin to bless him. Just thank Maria Hoste. Karia Sakara Mashuri Arabose. Eremel Grihanos Agria Aromas. Agrihara Masishba Hanoske. Akama Kamokoria Emara Kamakama Kamokaramo Karabostene. Ori Halama, Ori Halama, Ori Halama, Ori Halama, Ori Halama Saga, Ori Siagai, Eclension Benecarios, Akari Kalama Suri Rebus, Tani Maruta Parabozo Ricarios, Efama Mahara Mafara, Mahara Mafara, Mahara Mafa, Yen Karia Ramasa Sariga Yanta Igreasa Parudi Arabozo Preshebrehebuske. Shanja Nishama Shome Nishama Sholi Nishama Shambrahara Ramasha Elimoso Kriadamo Sombre Limedo Kota Yen Kamama Yen Krihalama Sorye Tama Ori Mange Yelose Yen Santa Liman Zurama Sayalava Soya Yen Paharabaya Ambalo Shatabahaya Ore the Moria Ramasia Impranzo Imbricada, 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. Oh, we bless you, Jesus. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you glory. We give you glory. We give you glory. Thank you. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Oh, Father, we thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Father. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you. 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 Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. We receive you. Receive you. Receive you. Receive you. For my Shumena Castle to share my Shamai Gishel soy. Come Shamai go Hamai. Ario Sindrege. Highly Stuparados Yado. A Christata Paradoske. Shemaradahama. Oh, we give you glory. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Shamaralabasta Karabo Siele Bratu di Brahado. Empreta Paru Cabra Hoste Preila Baturi Harabona. Embalahano. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Father, we bless your name tonight. Thank you. Thank you for opening heaven. Thank you for the this ministration of your spirit tonight. Lord, thank you because I know, I know, I know you are visiting hearts tonight. I know, Lord, you are blessing hearts tonight. I know this is just the initiation of a process. Things which you will continue to do. Father, you will continue to bring seasons of feeling, visitations, opening of, Lord, channels, Lord, for every heart to receive feeling, to drink of the Spirit, to drink of the wine of the Spirit, to become full, to become filled and filled and filled until fullness, fullness begin to emerge. Oh, Father, we pray, oh God, to every soul, Lord, open up avenues, ways of feeling, oh God. May we begin to drink more of the wine of the Spirit, more than we drink of the world, more of the wine of the Spirit than we drink of anything, Lord, I pray, Lord Jesus, create a season of baptism, a season of baptism for every heart, Lord, I pray. In the mighty name of Jesus, Holy Ghost, use this word, carry it, minister it. It's your word. Take it, Lord. Open it up and unveil it. Magnify it. Exalt it within our hearts. Thank you, our Father, for I will release, Lord, the promise of your spirit to every heart. I pray, Lord, that the dealings which we yearn for, even in the way of Christ, in this season of Christ, that you will begin to make them, Lord, a reality in our heart. For every heart that yearns, Lord, for a new page, a new season, a new time, or oh, Father, 
a new time of enjoyment, yieldedness, openness, Lord, to the things of the Spirit, to the way of the Spirit, to the wine, the communion, the fellowship of the Spirit. Lord, begin to create and bring about baptisms upon baptisms for every heart. Thank you, our Father. We give all the glory to your name and we worship you. We bless you, King of glory. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise God. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You 